Galina Vilchinskaya was a 23-year-old Sunday school teacher who spent five years in prison for her gospel work. But prison, hunger, and beatings could not silence her. She led many in her prison to the Lord, so she was transferred to another prison. And after that, yet another. For her, these transfers were just new gospel opportunities. Finally, Galina was transported by prison train to the utter east of Siberia, along with scores of other prisoners, the worst of the worst. As the condemned in their cages rumbled on to the Siberian vastness, the din of cursing and fighting was broken by a clear, sweet voice of singing. It was Galina singing of her Savior. A hush fell over the train car. Even the most hardened criminals turned their faces away to hide their tears, and mile after mile, hymn after hymn, Galena sang the gospel. It's really absurd, though, that the full force of the Soviet Union was bent on crushing a Sunday school teacher for the crime of being a Sunday school teacher. Such senseless hatred, when it erupts to the surface, is like opening a furnace door to hell. But the gates of hell are no match for Galena's God. One striking proof of that is that today Galena is a pastor's wife in Siberia, where once she was a prisoner of an empire that no longer exists. The collapse of the Soviet state brought unprecedented freedom and gospel opportunity to believers living across the eleven time zones of that massive empire. Fifteen new countries rose up from the rubble, and new tyrants rose up too. Persecution has returned. But now it's not only from tyrannical governments, but also from resurgent Islam over a vast swath of Central Asia, from the Caspian Sea to Kazakhstan. The rise and crash of nations provides a perfect backdrop for our Christ's unending kingdom and his saving grace. News so good that even a starving prisoner couldn't help but sing of it. Christians in these unshackled lands are still singing of Jesus, still speaking of him. Riga, Latvia. This afternoon, Sergei and Ilona, friends of mine from Warsaw, drove me to the outskirts of Riga. There, along the shores of the Daugava, the old Soviet naval base and airfields sit in quiet decay. Once the proud vanguard of a great empire, the sprawling military complex is succumbing to the ravages of rust and crabgrass. Yet many retired veterans still live in the crumbling apartments near the base. And that is what took me there today, to look up an old friend. I've been here before, a dozen years ago. Then it was a blustery night with a light dusting of snow. A friend of mine arranged for me to stay with a Christian, and so I was brought here. Nothing looked familiar today, though, until the door of apartment 38 opened, and there was Alexei Beloborodov. He was a bit grayer, but still ramrod straight with a soldier's bearing and he was as kind as ever. Twelve years ago he took a stranger in on a cold night. I remember he made me a meal of black bread and fried eggs with steaming black tea. It was right after the USSR collapsed and the ruble was worthless. I learned later that my host was so poor that he only ate one meal a day at that time, but his little one-room apartment was a place of joy and hospitality. How good it was to see Brother Alexei again today, he invited us to tea. There have been so many questions I have wanted to ask him about his life, and today was my chance. 
Alexei went to war at age 16. That was in 1943. As a young tank commander, he quickly proved himself in battle, as evidenced by the box of medals he brought out of his closet and by his scars. He fought all the way to the smoldering ruins of Hitler's Berlin. He returned home in victory, only to find he had no home. His village near Moscow had been destroyed in the war, and his family all killed or scattered. So Alexei returned to the only life he knew, the Soviet military. He became a naval intelligence officer, got married, raised children, and spent nearly thirty years in the service. As an officer, Alexei had access to shortwave radio, and he heard Christian broadcasts beamed into the Soviet Union. The gospel changed him forever. He repented of his sins and received Christ into his life. That was 1968.